You're now listening to the You Run Podcast. True crime. This podcast is unique. Heather, tell them why. You choose the cases. You share your opinion. And I hit you with mine. Yeah, he got an easier death than he deserved. Casey was the first Illinois prisoner executed against his will. An eyewitness later described Bundy's last moments of life. He made reference to his loved ones and to his family when he was saying his last words. A serial killer comes about by circumstances and like, um... This is the You Run Podcast. This is the only true crime podcast where we put you in control. You become part of our team as me and Heather take you through the cases that you have chosen. This is not our show. This is your true crime. That bitch is cray cray. She's real crazy. Hello everyone, my name is Scott. And I'm Heather. And this is Extended Cut, the show where we bring you more. Well, we just bring you more. More of our last case, uh, which this time was Peter Sutcliffe. Um, As always, if you haven't listened to that episode, go and listen to that episode, because otherwise this will make absolutely no sense at all. None at all. Um, I'm going to kick things off. So I said in that episode that he had an excuse for killing 13 women and attacking 11 others. Um, Yes, and I need to hear this. (laughs) So his excuse is he claimed God made him do it. Okay. It's the same shit. Okay. Um, It gets better. Um, (laughs) He said women were filth, bastard prostitutes littering the streets, and all he was doing was cleaning up a little bit. He has mommy issues. I he do. has mom. No, no, he has. No, he does. No, that's like I. I know already. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, mommy issues. Mama, and... mama didn't let him suck on the titty for long enough, or something <laughs> didn't happen. She should have let him um, normalize breastfeeding in public. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, it still gets worse. So he claimed mm. that he started hearing voices when he worked as a grave digger. So this is back in the early 70s before he met his wife. Uh, And these voices were talking to him throughout the entire time. Uh, And the voice was of a grave from a Polish man called, I'm going to try my best, Bronislaw Zapolski. I think you did a great job, A+. Yeah, Mm -hmm. thank you very much. Um, Mm -hmm. And he claimed that this is the voice he heard and this was a messenger from God. Okay. I don't know why. Look. Y'all need to quit blaming God for shit. Because this is the thing. God ain't got time for that shit. If he was doing it, y'all just leave Jesus the fuck out of this. Why? It's like the, it's like one of the most stereotypical things that you hear. Well, God told me to drown them. God ain't tell you that shit. (laughs) He didn't. I know he didn't tell you that. The, the thing is, though, there's a go-to, isn't there? It's either the God made me do it or the devil made the, me do it. Or the devil. So, of course, that puts us into that whole, you know, we start getting into the religious aspect of it. But it's like, first of all, whether or not you believe in uh, above or below, God ain't make you do shit. And the devil ain't making you do shit. You yeah. made you do the shit that you fucking did. Yeah. And then you decided God would be a good excuse. Let's go with that. It's it, it, I've heard it so many times, Scott. I've heard it on so many documentaries, so many, especially with women that kill their children. 
that's really morbid and macabre, but it's so true because it's like with uh, Andrea Yates. She's a, theory, uh, a, a woman that killed all, I think it was her, five of her children in Texas. She drowned each one of them individually. Wow. She said, she said God made her do it because if she didn't kill them before they got older, they were going to go to hell. Wow. It's sad. Andrea Yates. Yeah. And like I said, it was in Texas, uh, Houston, Texas, actually. But yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, no, the bitch was schizophrenic. She was, she had severe mental illness. That's what told you to do it. Yeah. No, no, mm-hmm. not God. If, if God or the devil existed, they've got better shit to do than tell us what to do. Aren't we kind of contradicting the fact that if you know God exists, He's good? Yeah, He's not telling you to. So, if anything, we'll blame the devil, right? Yeah. But even then, the devil is hot as fuck. He he got shit to do too. Uh, and not only that, if the devil likes that's... everything that's evil, he's not going to tell you to go and kill a prostitute. He's going to tell you to kill a a, a, a social worker or someone who's doing something exactly. good. It's, yeah. It's... It, it, so I know whatever it's just an it's an easy excuse to get out of taking um responsibility for you and back then mental health was so such a stigma yeah that we don't have time to get into that but that is part of the problem is that you would have been identified as something else and really he was schizophrenic that was I would go ahead and say you have hallucinations uh, delusions Things like that when you're schizophrenic. Yeah, uh, I, they, I think that's that, that's exactly what that it was. Into, but they didn't take that into consideration. It's like, oh, God that, told me to do it. Yeah, and ah. the only the only good thing the police done and the judge done in the 1970s is when he yeah. said that God made me do it, they basically yeah. went, shut up, you well, fucking well, idiot. Yeah, <laughs> of course, like God did. Only... <laughs> Jesus ain't got time for you. No, and that was... <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the only thing the police done right. The police, I don't know if they were as shit as the ones who investigated Dharma case. They, they were worse. They were worse. You, you think they were worse? I'm saying, what do you I, call? Okay, what do you or, like? Uh, what are they called there? Are they are they called something different? Like a police officer? Is it like just, just Bobby? <laughs> yeah, they, they were they were called Bobbies, but yeah, they're police yeah. officers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that. But yeah, they uh, they were as bad as, if not slightly worse. That they, I, I think, I don't think they were as bad as Dharma because they actually launched an investigation. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. They, they weren't. I, great. I feel like it took them a really long time, but it, but it also took a really long time with with Dahmer as well. Like it took forever for them, yeah. and they they made mistakes, but it must have been the time frame. So we'll blame it on that. Yeah. Um, the biggest problem, like with Dharma, is that Peter Sutcliffe preyed on a class of people who the public didn't give a shit about. The police didn't care about them. Exactly. Um, I watched a couple of documentaries where the police are interviewed, the police who worked on this case. Okay. And they defend, defend their actions very vehemently, saying we were doing everything we can. We had massive teams out. And they defend mm. themselves all the way through. Now, I'm going to say that they didn't do a good job. They didn't look at this right. And I found a police statement from 1979 that was on a a press conference that they'd done for the public. I'm going to read you a statement they made and then just get your take on it. Um, So 
They put, the killer has made it clear he hates prostitutes. Many people do. We as a police force will continue to arrest prostitutes. But the Ripper is now killing innocent girls. This indicates your mental state and that you're in, urge of, in need of urgent medical attention. You have made your point. Give yourself up before another innocent woman dies. Thoughts? What am I, I mean, like, what am I supposed to say to that? That is fucking one of the most uneducated things that anybody can say, because what that is saying, what I'm hearing is that your life is worth less because of something that you choose to do in your life. Because these women chose to be sex workers. Their life is not as important as, say, yours or mine. And that is not true, and they are not God. They have no right to pass judgment or try or execute anyone in that manner. So it's asinine, again, to me, that they want to be like, oh, well... We know you hate prostitutes. Lots of people say. Yeah, it's just... You don't know that. No, it's (laughs) just... just... It It shows you the mentality of how, like, our world is. Mm. Even, okay, so back then... That's just how things work. And and you think, oh, well, there's not racism. There's not hate. But all that shit is still re- really real and relevant. And that's the sad thing. Because this fucking world is going to hell in a handbasket. Oh, it is. Rapid there speed. There you <laughs> go. Okay? So if you want to blame whatever, take your time to blame whoever. But it's, un- it's people being uneducated and treating other humans like actual trash. Yeah. And that bothers me because, look, I don't like a lot of people. I don't, I think it's not like, I don't wish bad on them. It has more to do with the fact that I'm just not very interactive. Like, people drain me, you know, and that's mainly why. But I have a lot of empathy and sympathy, and I am very sensitive about stuff, and I just can't. No. How you can just treat somebody like fucking shit like that. It yeah, just it, it is really bad. <laughs> um, something else the police done, which uh, mm-hmm. is not is not in my notes that you're looking at, but it's in my handwritten notes in front of me. Okay, um, good. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to put it in, but I think I think I have to because it's okay. It, it, it kind of amuses me just because of how absurd it was, and that's kind of why I was going to leave it out. So mm-hmm. after the first victim who survived, who went to police. Um, she was attacked after she'd come out of a local nightclub. Mm -hmm. Now, the police had an idea. Bear in mind, they didn't interview her properly. They didn't question her and push for information. What they wanted to do is they wanted to be very delicate with her because they didn't want to make her feel scared or make her feel intimidated. So they dragged a a young officer in uh, to one of the high officers and said, look, we've got a plan. What we want you to do is we want you to go back to the nightclub with this victim. Uh, We're going to give you £15 expenses and you're to go and pose as a couple and keep an eye out for the killer. And if she spots him, she's going to point him out and you're going to then call in the sting team and we're going to come in and arrest him. And this young officer said, "Okay, yeah, I'll I'll do that. But £15 is not going to last the first round is actually what he said to his. And he was right. Yeah. Um, so apparently he spent £78, and he remembers he spent £78 of his own money um, being on a date with a known prostitute in a club that was local in his hometown. 
And he spent most of the night trying to hide because he didn't want anyone he knew to recognize him. Yeah, because then he'd be seen with a with a known sex worker, and it's like, oh shit, what's going on? Uh, and the bit that makes this so absurd is they didn't find Peter Sutcliffe. But even if Pete, even if Peter Sutcliffe had been there, they wouldn't have found him because when they interviewed her the following day, having this sting operation failed that cost mm-hmm. thousands of pounds, uh, when they interviewed, she went, "I don't remember what he looks like." But she went to the sting and got free drinks all night, knowing full well she had no idea what she what he looked like. I hope they had fun. I hope they had a really good night. Right? I mean, look, we were just going to say he might have gotten him a little. Well, the, the quick, it, it did cross my mind because I watched him interviewed. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, it, it was a really fun night. We, we had a laugh, uh, but we never I caught bet. Peter. I bet they did. Yeah, I bet she caught Peter in her yeah. house. <laughs> I said what I said. Is <laughs> I know she did. look. Come on now, come on. It's not. It's not an attack against her profession. No. It's just this, like you're. Ha- like, he, why would you, you're doing stuff and like you're drinking and it, it loosens you up and lowers and, your ambitions. Yeah, and we know the going rate was a fiver and he'd already spent 78 pounds, so what's an extra five pounds on top? You got that Peter pounded, punched. <laughs> Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peckers. <laughs> That's what happened. That's not actually how it goes. That's awful. I'm sorry. God, God, God told me to say that. Did it? Okay, the devil's going to tell me to say what I'm saying next. Yeah, yeah. Um, the police gave huge amount of time to, you know, I said we got the hoax tape yes. and we got the hoax letters. Mm-hmm. They paid a huge amount of attention to this, put massive task forces on trying to track this down and spent thousands mm-hmm. and hundreds of thousands of pounds. Um, and yeah. it was obviously all a hoax. The reason they invested so much is the uh, letters that come into the papers had information that had not been released to the public. Okay. When they eventually caught the person in 2006, it came out in the trial that he had that information. And mm-hmm. how he got that information is he was in the local area when the police were in the pub discussing the case between themselves and the barman. Oh, uh, he no. he <laughs> got the he got the information from the police because the police were loose-lipped when they'd had a drink. Yeah, well, everybody is loose-lipped in more ways than one. If yeah. you have a few drinks, if you're a woman, come on, both lips are talking. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm sorry, I can't drink right now because I'm pregnant, so I haven't had a drink in a very long time, but I, when I could drink wine, wine make you feel sexy as fuck. Like, that's yeah. exactly how you feel. And so, again, it lowers your inhibitions. You're just like, hey, uh, yeah. Officer Pretty. Yeah, and <laughs> That's you, what happens. Yeah, and you've got the police in there telling all these things yes. that the public don't know. And there's a guy sat behind there writing his letter going, exactly. oh, that happened. Oh, great. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, brilliant. Because um, we're just people. We're just people. And so police officer or not, after he's had a few spirits. Yeah. He's gonna they're gonna they're gonna gossip, they're gonna start talking, the spilling the tea, as you kids say. Yeah. Um an internal inquiry was launched in nineteen eighty one into the investigation. So after he was arrested, mm-hmm. they come yeah. under massive fire. So they launched an internal inquiry. 
Um, the results of this were not made public until 2006. <laughs> the fuck? Why are you hiding shit so long? Uh, the report found massive failings, um, even mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, I said about the cards, The um, they had yes. a card that was... Uh, if someone rung in and said, oh, it might be Peter Sutcliffe, they'd write his name on a exactly. card and stick it. And then, and then yeah. interview from there. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, he had three cards in the roller deck. Um, however, those roller deck, it got stapled together. It got issued to an officer to go and do the interview as him as a suspect. Mm-hmm. It got put in someone's in tray, which is where it was found when he was arrested. It, okay. had, been, it had been in there mm-hmm. for over a year. So they just, just, um, just never got round to going and interviewing him. Just they? let it collect some dust. But, so it, it's all paper files back then. There was no computer. Yeah, well, of it's, course, it's, yeah. It's, it's gone in an in-tray. Then others have gone on top. He's gone and done them. And then more have gone on top. And Peter Sutcliffe just stayed at the bottom for a year and never got reached. Somebody wasn't doing their fucking job. No, they weren't. Um, no. The report that concluded, although mistakes were made, they have no reason to believe that he had more victims and they inevitably stopped a dangerous killer from walking the streets. Okay. (laughs) I'm just, I gotta scratch my head. Yeah. I just, it's so silly and ridiculous, just like the way that things were handled. And I mean, even today we have shit that's not handled correctly, which is why a lot of the times you're still getting current cases of, um serial killers and, yeah. and what do you call it like um when they kill your whole like somebody kills their whole family there's yeah, a uh, term for it uh, fam, fam, family annihilator and, fa- yes thank you and so it's like all this stuff is still happening I just don't know y'all pick up the paperwork pick the paperwork up well there was someone who picked up the paperwork which I when I found this I was so pleased that someone actually done a decent job mm-hmm. so in 1982 because West Yorkshire police were still under massive pressure from the public about this case and the failings yeah. uh, they appointed Keith Hellowell uh, Keith Hellowell was a private investigator mm-hmm. and they handed over everything they had on Peter Sutcliffe and basically said please go and see anything yeah. else go and find out everything you can about this man where he's been what he's done everything oh, yeah. and he done a really 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 good job so mm-hmm. between 1982 and 2019 when he died um keith hellowell carried out an investigation mm-hmm. he found another potential 60 victims in that time span uh, from Yorkshire, Scotland, Manchester, all over the north of England, um, which matched yeah. travelling of Peter Sutcliffe when he travelled with his job when he was mm-hmm. driving his vehicle. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was enough evidence to charge him with over half of these crimes. Mm-hmm. And the plan was they were going to bring charges on these murders and take him back to court. But Peter okay. Sutcliffe died. of covid um so obviously these cases are never going to get heard now because of that but there is potentially another 60 victims um he was even linked to two murders in sweden in 1980 so the uk police went no that's 
never happened. We are. This yeah. is their statement. We are almost positive Peter has never been to Sweden. What well, how the fuck did they know if he went to Sweden? I don't know. Um, so the case is still under investigation now. Um, but what the general thought is, is that he worked for a long distance driving company. He used to drive a lot in the UK. Yeah, it's like a truck driver type. Yeah, yeah. want to call it for Americans. It's an 18 wheeler, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but his company also done a lot of work to and from Sweden. And what okay. the general rumor is, is that Peter covered for his friend. So his friend could go on a date and okay. he took he took the truck over to Sweden and then allegedly killed these two prostitutes and then come home, which so if that how how far of a hole is that? Like a drive, like a drive. Uh, I mean, I've never been to Sweden. I don't know. Where the that's that probably was. I don't know, probably a week round trip. Oh, God. That's a lot of effort to. <laughs> OK, I mean, I'm not saying he went to Sweden or didn't go. I don't, I don't know what the fuck he did no. when it comes to that. But geez. Yeah, but it's possible that he done that. But potential six. So that's potentially 62 more people that he's attacked or killed. He has his... to have the highest, I think, well, so far with our with our episodes and uh, the cases that we've done. I think he's got he's got the highest. Yeah, he's he's definitely got. a. a yeah, the, the thing is, a lot of these, I believe he done more. Based oh, on... I'm, I'm absolutely sure he did. Yeah, I, based on the way he attacked and the the mm-hmm. brutal way that he attacked and the fact that even though the whole world was on him and he had his picture up everywhere, the fact he didn't stop, he was obviously yeah. addicted and he was addicted to doing it. So I don't think I don't mm-hmm. think he had these lulls. I think he was just attacking a class of people that people just didn't notice. Well, I mean, and there were probably because of it being a district, like you mentioned in the episode. It there would have been um, a good amount of of workers, I would I would assume. Yeah. So yeah, and then he was killing women that weren't sex workers, and we don't know. Again, we don't know who he killed in between all of them. But yeah, like you said, it could be sixty more. It could have been thirty more. We we don't know. It's all speculation on that part. Yeah, and the the crazy thing is, so uh, a lot of killers when they get into prison will talk about other crimes uh-huh. to try and get reduced yeah. sentences or they'll they'll brag or but Peter yeah. Sutcliffe pretty much when he went in prison just was silent he didn't really say anything about what he'd done he didn't talk about his crimes he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't elaborate he was interviewed many times and just basically went no it's the ones that you caught me for yeah but I mean he was extremely unhinged and I don't think that he killed for any type of recognition like, no. again, like I said, I'm going to, to chalk it up and say that he killed out of rage. This was rage. This was his mental illness. He had schizophrenia. And um, even though we don't know a lot about his family life, we just know a little bit, which I hate when we can't find out a ton. Yeah. Um, I He had some mommy issues, just like how y'all be saying girls got daddy issues. Men have mommy issues. And in turn, something was not right because to me, he only killed women, or at least that's what we know about. Yeah, and there's not a lot of information about his married life either, so you don't know what his marriage life was like. Obviously, he spent a lot of time out, but yes. we don't know if he was happily married. Did they get on? Did they go out for dinner? Did they 
and she was screwing the ice cream man. So yeah. we don't. I mean, she was getting sticky treats, but not from PETA. She was getting them from server, whatever. She got a double scoop in her. You know what? The P word. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> in her, <laughs> double scoop her, in her cone. In her cone. Oh, yeah. I like that. See, that's good. Or he was using his cone to give yeah. her a double scoop. Oh. That's so oh. gross. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Like no. I said, this was a case that was easy to read about, but I just kept running. I felt like everything I read was repetitive, and I was like, I'm not getting any juicy shit on it. So and this I, was this was a relatively – you've not seen this case before, not really. I Okay, I had seen little particles of him in other true crime documentaries, not specifically about him. So, no, I I knew the name. Because we talked about this because I was like telling you that because I think you brought up him being like the strangler. Yeah. Like, no, 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 that's not right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, strangle. I didn't know anything about it. I messaged you. Yeah. Like, he's a strangler, isn't he? And you were like, no, he's a yeah. hammer knife kind of guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I knew who I basically know all the serial killers. Like I know, but then there's just some that like you can turn the TV on and you're going to find a documentary about them right now. Yeah. Just not him. Yeah, just the, the, which leads me nicely into there's not a lot of media about mm-hmm. Peter Sutcliffe. Uh, there's uh, a Netflix documentary, which is a very one-sided take from the police. Um, yes. So they interview a lot of the police who were involved in the case, the people who led the investigation. They interview a few of the survivors, but it is a very, very, very one-sided take. It's not a straight-down-the-middle documentary. It's yes. very... Yeah, it paints the police in a much better light than we've painted mm-hmm. them on this episode. Uh, it's just like that, what is it, the happy, happy, smiley face killer or whatever yeah. the hell. It's the same thing. That like that documentary blew donkey ass. It was like not good. It's just like two cops trying to play whatever. Yeah. It was boring. Um, there is an ITV six part series, dramatization of this that mm-hmm. was due out September this year. Um, it's called The Long Shadow. And okay. the reason it didn't come out in September is because of backlash from TV executives that mm. was being were being pressured by the police force. Because okay. I'm I'm assuming that this does not show the police in a good light. Um, however, it does look like it's coming to our screens early next year, if not at the okay. very end of this year. Um uh, but there's been a lot of arguing about getting it out. Or that's what the rumours on Google say. That's why it's been delayed, because yeah. they're they're having backlash from family. They're having backlash from the police. They're having backlash even from their own TV execs are going, this is too well, much. You can't do it. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it's not that he's not an interesting case. It's just that he's not a sought-after person that I think most people would be like, I want to know about Peter Sutcliffe. Suck off. Suck it, whatever his last name is. I, I think most people wouldn't just be running to, you know, he's again, he's no Dahmer or Bundy or anybody super relevant. So those serial killers get romanticized more. Yeah. He, I mean, unless it, you just know your true crime, you won't even know who the fuck he is. The ever. thing is, though, isn't it strange that a killer like Dahmer 
gets all of the attention. When I would say that Peter Sutcliffe is on a par with his brutality. and He was brutal like Bundy. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. much. I mean, not not to say Dahmer wasn't, but um, him and but, uh, Sutcliffe and Bundy used some of the same, like with their rage. Yeah. The violence and, and especially the sexual assault stuff. Like, oh yeah, definitely. They have that in common. I wonder why some true crime cases become global sensations then and this didn't. I wonder what I wonder what was different about this and whether it was I don't know. I don't know why this didn't grab sort of global I, news. I don't want to say it's because it happened in the UK and then you know, because there's stuff that can happen here and then you're gonna hear about it vice versa. That shouldn't make a difference. You know, I don't know either. That that's kind of a tough um Maybe for anybody listening, if you guys know yeah, well, any, what, uh, about that, like, why did his case not get blown up? Like, why wasn't he the next Bundy, but the UK version, right? Yeah, because he 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 done enough to earn a spot he, in he that notoriety. Violent. He hmm. was extremely violent. Um, I mean, bashing somebody's head in with a hammer, I don't know how much more violent you can get. No, and that takes... so. Uh, when I was investigating this, I was thinking about like what it would actually take to hit someone with a hammer, it's and also, uh, yeah, and what that would also because you would feel that right through the handle. That's not yes, that's such a bizarre. So mm-hmm. I, I found I was I was doing some work at home and I had a hammer and I just hit it on my decking, and I was like, oh no, because it, it wouldn't just hit like hitting something hard. Mm-hmm. It it. it I just can't get around how you could do that to someone and then proceed to stab them and do all the other horrible things. Uh, well, well, stabbings are very personal. Yeah. Because you're literally putting, you're this close to someone. You have to be extremely close to them to stab them. Yeah. It's not like shooting or any other type of violence because when you stab someone or you bash their head in, I mean, like that's extremely personal. And that's where I say all the rage comes in. Yeah. You're dealing with real rage right then. You hate this person. His reasoning, because they were sex workers. But the thing is, it's like, he would have done that to anybody. It yeah. didn't matter, I think, if they hadn't been a sex worker. So, like, they didn't personally do anything to him, but his internal rage came out on them. Yeah, th- there's a theory that I kind of put together, which, again, isn't in my notes, but it's on my pad in front of me. Um, and I wasn't sure whether to do it, but I think it might make a bit of sense. Like, okay. I couldn't understand his motive. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I looked back over the dates and stuff so i wrote this down when i went back over the episode just before we started recording um his wife miscarried in 1975 Mm -hmm. and was told they couldn't have children and they never they never give a reason for that and i'm wondering whether she had an std because his crime started or his first murder was around that time and the attacks his first attack would have been around the time that she had her affair was this his way of killing his wife again and again and again without killing his wife? I mean, that's not a crazy theory. Like, that's not a crazy... Because any of his reasoning could be constituted as nuts, right? It's all yeah. like... But you're at least given some type of a valid reason 
for why he could, because a lot of serial killers will do that when they have been mistreated or abused, okay, sexually, physically, mentally, whatever. When they kill, it is like they are attacking, let's say that they go after a certain demographic. They're attacking their abuser, quote unquote, over and over and over again. Yeah, which I think for me, that would explain the rage. That it would mean, explain it, why it, he's so angry. And, and his fascination, first of all, with STDs or kind of what it did to the human body. And I'm thinking, well, like, what the fucking STDs did y'all get? Like, yeah. I mean, nowadays, I would believe most of that stuff is pretty curable. There's probably some that's not. I don't have any experience with the ST or the D department. Thank you. No, me, um, no. me neither. Thankfully, touch wood. Don't have yes, that. yes. So for me, I'm just like, it must have been some sort of fascination with like the effect. I, I mean, it's like just a macabre interest. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a strange thing to be into. But hey, okay. Yeah, it's it's really bizarre. There's one more thing I want to touch on before we we wrap up, which is his okay. appeal. His appeal. So he started an appeal process not long after he was was sentenced. Uh-huh. And he, his first appeal was to try and get the date of parole brought forward. And he failed miserably, miserably. The court just basically looked at him and went, <laughs> thanks, no, goodbye. Yeah, bye. Um, so he then went on a long appeal process, which took him all the way until 2011 when he got in mm-hmm. front of the Supreme Court. Uh, the court rejected his appeal with a simple statement. Some men should never be released. Yeah. That I mean, was, that end. was basically, that was it. It was like, no, you shouldn't be released. And this leads me to a question for you. So. Okay. Should a serial killer, if someone who's killed, let's, let's take a, a, a relatively no, low number in serial killer terms. If someone has killed four people, four separate people, and they get sentenced to 30 years in prison or 40 years or however long, and they come up for parole, should they ever be released? If you're asking me directly, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. This is my thing. I think, so I'm going to go on both spectrums of it real quick. So no, I don't, because depending on the actions, depending on the violence, depending on a lot of factors, that will determine the success rate of rehabilitation Hmm. can they be rehabilitated right there are some men and women in jail that have committed crimes maybe they've done robberies things like that what i feel more comfortable knowing that they got they served time they did rehabilitation i think i would feel less nervous right because they're not that's not necessarily that's not a violent crime but for someone that has done something against a child, a woman, a man, that is in any way sexual, anything like that, no, they should not. They should not because I'm not sure everybody can be rehabilitated. That's the thing. And we've talked about this with Dahmer finding God. Quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, can you just, I mean, you can get baptized and pretend to be whatever, that's not what makes you a Christian. That's not what, that's not the no. point. No. So for me, no, I just, I think that rehabilitation, he had, he had schizophrenia. Yeah. Uh, you would have to have a lifelong mental health help with that. 
That is not something that you take a medicine for and it goes away like an STD, right? No, like exactly. Shit, it's lifelong. Yeah. And there's a place for violent offenders. And if you're violent like that, it is something inside of you. It's not the same thing like we talked about before. If you're selling weed or you got caught with weed or even something stronger, um, it depends on the person too. You know, and it, it, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I would not feel comfortable no. if some guy raped and killed all these women, and then then they were like, "We're going to let him out." Yeah, you've served your time. No. You can get, yeah, I, I, I'm with no, you. No, because he's probably good. If it's that easy, they they profile them in jail, and so yeah. they kind of know, like, you know what, he is going to reoffend. He's yeah. going to. So they know, so they know, which is why they try not to let them get out and yeah. they do everything they can. So I would say that that doesn't happen very often, but hey, I mean, cops, these cops have no brain cells. So <laughs> back, well, at least back in 70s, the 70s and shit, but. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I agree with you. I don't think if you killed somebody. There's elements to this. So if you killed someone, if you were attacked and you killed someone out of defense and you were sent to prison for that, yeah, I believe you should at some point be released. If okay, you killed yeah. if you killed someone in defense, but if you went out and intentionally hunted, stalked, and killed somebody or multiple people, you're probably you're gonna reoffend. The the, the yeah. rate of that is so high that even with rehabilitation you would have to be monitored and I just don't for everyone's safety outside in the real world. Yeah. It's like letting an animal. It's like these people, like, for example, it's like these shows that you see where these people have a fucking lion for a pet. Guess what? And then they end up dying. You know why? Because a lion is not a goddamn dog. Exactly. Or a cat. It is not a domesticated animal. Even when that lion grows up, in your house, guess what happens? Guess what happens, y'all? It your fucking you. face gets eaten <laughs> off. Yes, I've watched documentaries about people having, um, there's like one on Hulu or something. It's like weird obsessions and that's that's what happens. Yeah. You know, yeah, they, I, they're showing you like, oh, they, they have an alligator in their house and then they wonder why little Betsy got her fucking kneecap chewed off. <laughs> I wonder why. I saw one recently. Uh, there's a there's a woman who's got a pet hippo. Yeah, those are. Do you know that those are one of the most dangerous animals, like yeah. on the planet? Yeah. Like they kill, they will kill you. Yeah, they will kill lions and tigers. They're like a three ton yeah. monster. Uh, they cute. The- they cute in the water when they smash and fruit and watermelons in their mouth. You're like, oh, look at that. But that could yeah. be your head. Yeah, and you don't want that shit in your bathtub at home. I just, again, yes. So, long story short, do not let a criminal out like that because it they're they're going to reoffend. Even people that commit petty crimes, okay, yeah. once they serve their time, guess what? They end up reoffending. The rate for that because jail. I will say this about jails, and I don't know how it is in the UK. They don't do much rehabilitation here, Scott. They don't really give a fuck. No, and I'm not really about trying to help that person be like, what you did was wrong, and we want to make you get better mentally. Let's help you. They don't do that. No, that's the problem. No, it's they they put them in there and go, this is prison. This is your punishment. You stay here till you've done your time. 
Exactly. Yeah. And then when they get let out, and then because they've had no guidance, they do it again. Yeah. Most likely, they do it again. Yeah. There are some people that yeah. don't, but yeah, for the most part, they yeah. do. Um, next time, Heather, it's your final recording with us for a while. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I know. um but we do get to cover something very very special that you've wanted to cover for a long time do you want to tell everyone what we're doing yeah it's not well it's not going to be the you run podcast this time it's going to be the heather run podcast and we're going to do ted bundy because i'm going off on vacation that's what i'm gonna call it baby baby cation Baby yeah. vacation? Sure. Baby vacation. We'll that works. That. We won't really call it a maternity leave because it's whatever. Um, so yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna end my last recording episode with a bang. Hopefully, I, I will be bringing the heat. Um I'm excited. I'll be a little sad, I'm not gonna lie. I might cry actually. I might get like a little sad because I'll be like, oh man, just because you know, like been doing this for a while been doing podcasting for a couple of years now so it's like and the crazy thing is those things. the, the crazy real crazy thing is so when that episode comes out so when the bundy episode comes out it will come out uh-huh. at the beginning of january <laughs> you will already be yeah, that's when i'm due well I, you'll you'll already have baby here by then i probably most likely, that's what, what that's what we're going for. <laughs> yeah. So, in theory, you'll be able to listen to that episode with your baby. Being, How cool being, is that? Being Campbell, it will be super cool. I'm excited that you found someone that I'm happy that you found to replace me while I'm gone. I can't wait to hear the first episode. There's going to be lots of bickering, especially. I, Especially as we we're going to reposition how the, I'm set up, so people can't see it, but I'm set up with my mic to yes. the side of me where the wall is. So yes. all of this setup is going to change. At least is going to come and sit next to me, and we're going to share a mic. There's oh, going God. to be lots of like, <laughs> that's my mic, that's my mic. There's going to be lots of bickering. You can get, um, I think my husband was telling me about it. Like you have a dual thing where you could actually like plug in. I don't know what it no. is specifically. She doesn't get her own mic. There's no way in the world she gets her own oh, mic. Oh, shit. <laughs> I hope she doesn't hear you. <laughs> well, I'm just saying if you needed it to where she could be in front of you. Well, I don't know what's on the other side of you. Like if you're looking in front of you and y'all could just be like facing each other. It'd be like face off, but no Nicolas Cage. So it'd be better. Yeah, I'd probably end up being punched if we were face to face. At least if she's to the side of me, I could just hide away. You never like, why is Scott fading in and out of the recording so much? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they... No, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. <sighs> it's just going to be, uh, I'm not going to know what to do when I, when I am able to come back. I'm going to forget how to podcast. I'm just going to be like. Me and Mark oh. were discussing how amazing it's going to be when you come back. Not only will you be back <laughs> on the show, but you'll be back on the show with wine, which hasn't happened for such a it hasn't happened for a long time. I like I was watching a reel on Instagram, and uh, this this guy was like drinking wine out of a styrofoam cup, and he's like, the whole joke was when in the reel is that he's drinking it, and he picks up the wine bottle, and he's like, I see why you motherfuckers drink this, like <laughs> because of how it makes you feel. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm uh, kind of scared for myself. 
If anyone wants to know, see, know what Heather's <laughs> like when she podcasts when she's had a lot of wine and wants to know what I'm like when I've had a lot every, to drink. Which is every podcast. Yeah, what you, there's, there's an episode in particular that lives in my heart as one of my favourite episodes because <laughs> you and me at the end are both borderline slurring. Go and is it search, me yet? Yeah, go and search Wednesday Wine and Horror, which is Heather's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and on there, there's an episode of Maniac. It was, um, la- it was my last episode, I believe. Well, yeah. it was my last episode. Yeah, I think that I recorded with you guys, mm-hmm. uh, with with Mark as well. But that yeah. one was a big hot mess because my shit messed up, and we had to re. It was such a mess, y'all. But God, I don't. I think I had. I don't remember how much wine I drank. I think I was mixing it red and white. Yeah, you were mixing red and white. I was drinking whiskey instead of beer. That's right. That's right. Because Oh, I have to go back and listen to that one. I haven't went back and listened to my own shit because I'm super obsessed with some of the podcasts that you have recommended to me. I'm going to give a quick shout out. The Horror Virgin. Yeah, they get a shout out. They're fantastic. Awesome podcast. Oh my God. It's like up there. And um, anyway, so I just have gotten distracted by that. I haven't been back and listened to any of mine. They kind of make me cringe. <laughs> no. So, uh... I, I, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that when you've had the baby and you're yes. back on this show, I am hoping, and I know there are lots of other people hoping as well, that the return of Wednesday Wine and Horror will come back. We all we'll want see. it. We, we want it. <laughs> we'll um, see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, I got. I got. Uh, this baby better act right. That's all I'm going to say. This little baby. And you know, I'm going to say this before we get off here. Yeah, and I, t- and I told you this off camera or whatever. He kicks the whole time, like he's kicking me now. Yeah. He loves. I think he loves your sultry British voice. I'm not sending him a topless picture either. <laughs> it's okay. He can't. He can't see you. <laughs> I, know, I sound like um like some Mary Poppins shit. Anyways, he kicks the whole time. So he he is already either he loves mom's voice, he loves Scott's voice, and he's like, I'm I'm into this. Like yeah. I'm gonna have to put headphones on my belly until then. And then when he comes out and be like, Hey. Yeah, it's it's gonna be cool when he, he loves it. There is gonna be times when he is born and you and me are recording. He yeah. will. Make, he will definitely make an appearance on the show at some point. He will. He'll be a good baby. I've been really lucky and fortunate to have good, good baby children. Like, and well, they're good now, but like as babies, they were easy. So, yeah. Well, we've we've had a mix. So we've had like Jack was the best baby in the world. Like you'd yeah. you put him down to sleep, and that would be it. He would sleep all night long. Mm-hmm. My daughter. Oh my god! Like every two hours without fail even if it wasn't just she didn't need feeding she would just wake up you know why you guys named her ocean right yeah that's why she's as like you know how the ocean is endless yeah you picked a name you just didn't know what you were doing and plus it's a girl like look i i have one daughter two sons now soon to be three and i'm so glad this one's a boy because i cannot Boys, honestly, are so much easier. If you've got they're kids, e- message easier. in, which is better, yes. which is e- not better, which is easier, boys or girls. Yeah, I mean, if you want to throw in that you like one child better, we're not going to judge you because, like, <laughs> yeah. low-key, like, low I have favorites. So it's like, 
It is what it is. But uh, yeah, you guys, I'm going to be sad. It's going to be okay. This was a great episode. It'll, it, uh, well, I'll try to record with you as much as I can up until it's time, you know, like, like I told you before. Yeah, all being well, there will be a very special edition of Horror Movie Review where we're going to have yes. me, Mark, Heather, and Elise from YouTube. And it's yeah, awesome. it's going to take a lot of editing. I don't know about being awesome. It's well, be well, hey, not so much on my part because I will not be drinking. Yeah, it would just be on so I'll be the only one. I'll be like, y'all shut the fuck up and act right. I have to be the mom on the podcast now, like for real. <laughs> I'll be like, I know, I think Elise will be fine. Elise will be fine. Elise is so, to me, when I've recorded with her solo, she's very chill, at least for me. Yeah, you know, on YouTube, I know it gets a little bit crazier, <laughs> but like she, it's you and Mark. It's you and Mark. Yeah, we're, we're, we're the problem. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to see if Mark gets shit faced. He will, definitely. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. Heather, <laughs> can you sign us off, please? All right, guys. Look, we had a lot of fun on this episode. We hope that you listened to both. And if you have not listened to any of our catalog, go. Find us on Instagram, You Run Podcast. Click the link. You'll be able to hear all, every podcast that Scott does, because he does five million, okay? <laughs> and, uh, no, you really do. You do the fucking most, okay? This is, uh, like, you we've got much. a few. Yeah. <laughs> got a few. So, you guys, until next time, stay safe, stay spooky, and we'll fucking see you guys next time. Bye. See you later. Thank you for listening to the You Run Podcast. Don't forget, you can get involved in the show in so many ways. All you need to do is head over to yourunpodcast.com. Yeah, you don't want it to sound like you're literally reading from a script. That shit. Sorry, Heather. That's right. This is your show. It's fun. It's different. It's like nothing else out there. This is your true crime. This motherfucker.